from the studios of Farm Journal Broadcast. This is Ag Day. Not your typical farm girl. So even though I'm this age, I'm still a farm girl. How she's blazing a trail beyond her Ohio fields. You've heard about carbon sequestration, but how is carbon measured? We do a little soil science. As one farming community is rocked by mass shootings. California and the country is reeling from it. The latest on the investigation, right now on Ag Day. Good morning, I'm Michelle Clinton. Griffiths is on assignment at the Top Producer Summit. We will have a report from him from Nashville coming up. But first, we begin with a developing story, the investigation into the mass shooting of farm workers at two farms in California. This all unfolded in Half Moon Bay, which is about 30 miles south of San Francisco, the first shooting at Mountain Mushroom Farm. But a company spokesperson says California Terra Garden took over the business last year. There, police found four people dead. The site of the second nearby Concord Farms, where three other people were found dead. Police were able to identify a suspect, 66-year-old Chung Lee Zhao. He was located in his car in the parking lot of a San Mateo County Sheriff's Office. Investigators are calling it a workplace violence incident. The farm workers, they were killed with purpose, with intent, execution style. And this community, California and the country, is reeling from it. Investigators say they still don't know the motive for the shootings, but believe the suspect worked at one of the shooting locations and acted alone. Severe weather spawned tornadoes in some areas of Texas. The storms part of a major system that pushed through the lower Mississippi Valley. More than a dozen tornadoes were reported. And that big storm pushing across the country has finally made its way to the East Coast. Meteorologist Chuck Kiefer brings us the latest. Well, the big story for the United States this next seven days is going to be snow. You can see snow systems pushing through, clipper systems coming out of Canada. There's one on Friday into Saturday, another into the Midwest on Sunday, and yet another slides its way through on Monday. Then a storm forms down in Texas and works its way up into the center part of the country. Take a look at the snowfall totals over the northern part of the country, anywhere in pink or Darker pink is going to be three to six, so we're going to have a swath of snow push its way across the center part of the country, through Chicagoland, and into northern Indiana, and all the way up through the Great Lakes. Well, here we have a look at some of the snow moving into New York State. Meteorologist Mark Torello of Fox 40 sharing his video of snow gently falling to the ground in Vestal, New York. I'll have more on your forecast coming up. Farmers in California still assessing the damage after a series of atmospheric storms caused the Salinas River to overflow its banks. It's reported 20,000 acres of farmland flooded. The Monterey County Farm Bureau estimating farmers suffered up to $50 million in losses. While much of the flooded acreage was dormant, thousands of acres contain newly planted vegetables and strawberries, which could lead to production shortages. Besides the weather, input costs and availability have been a serious concern for farmers the last two years. Clinton Gravis is at the Top Producer Summit in Nashville this week. Clinton, what are farmers telling you? Michelle, you're right. It has been a concern. First, there were supply issues due to COVID, and then price became a pain point. 
Analysts say potash and phosphates are now down between 20 and 30 percent. Now, some of that drop due to shrinking demand as farmers pull back. Downward pricing pressure is indicative of greater fundamental supply in the global sphere. Uh, obviously, there's been a little bit of a drawdown in the Brazilian market. So whether we see this pricing plateauing or coming or ceasing the accelerated decline will be dependent on when the Brazilians come into the market and to how much they come into the market. But we still see some kind of price downward momentum over the coming months and weeks. From a chemistry perspective, Taylor says many of the supply chain hiccups have eased. I think that the narrative has uh, changed somewhat to a greater level of supply throughout the supply channel. This doesn't necessarily mean that there's not going to be that odd chemistry which is not so readily available, uh, but it's certainly relative to the last few years, the supply concerns have abated quite a lot. Well, it hasn't fully impacted farms yet, rising interest rates and the effect it could have on operating lines of credit is top of mind as the spring planning season arrives. Companies like BASF and others are now offering 0% financing on products. We're encouraging everyone to do the math every day because every day the math is getting uh, a little more expensive. Um, you know, last couple of years, the difference between 0% and an operating loan might have been a couple points. This year, it's eight to 10 percentage points. And, and on a, 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 you know, we have some tools together with our partners um, that you can work through the math, but uh, for an average size farm, that might save uh, 40 to $50,000 in, in cost for this year. Now, some of those operating lines of credit run multiple years, so interest rate impacts may take a year or two to work through the system. But Michelle, overall, it's been a pretty great event. Obviously, lots of optimism here in this room, although everyone's keeping a pretty close eye on the size of that South American crop and whether or not it's a record or near record this season. From Nashville, Tennessee, Clinton Griffiths, back to you. Also out of South America, in an effort to reduce dependency on the U.S. dollar, Brazil and Argentina are looking into creating a common currency between the two countries. The move by South America's biggest economies could eventually grow to include other countries, but many economists are skeptical it will actually happen due to the discrepancies between the two economies. Brazil's finance minister said an adoption of a common currency would not replace the Brazilian real or the Argentina peso. Flip Your Soil on Ag Day is brought to you by ESN Smart Nitrogen. Many farmers across the country are flipping their soil to improve the soil health and productivity on their farm. However, there are new incentives in the marketplace to pay producers for the carbon they're sequestering. The big question is how much carbon is sequestered through practices like no-till and cover crops and how is organic matter or carbon measured in the soil? Soil labs have actual tests that they can run. And then we, we have about 40 grams of soil in the beaker and then we put water to the side and it looks up into the soil and it wets the soil and then uh, we put a lid on the jar and 24 hours later we come back and we measure the amount of carbon dioxide in that jar because as the water comes in there a few microbes wake up, start growing, then they eat up their buddies and the more buddies in the system the more CO2 produced and so you get an idea of the microbial biomass in that soil. To measure overall soil health, labs can also run a water extraction test to determine organic carbon and organic nitrogen. So when we do a protein test in the lab, we run nitrogen and multiply times 6.25 to get protein. So it's, it's, it's all the carbon nitrogen is two important parts of the food, food basis and uh, so we measure those things to know if they've got enough food for the microbes in the soil. 
and that's how we developed the soil health. How producers track and get paid for the carbon in their soil continues to be hotly debated in the ag community, but farmers already implementing soil health practices say they're doing it for the agronomic benefits. Livestock had a mixed close on Wednesday. Grains tried to continue higher, but corn kind of failed. We'll talk about it with Don Rose of U.S. Commodities coming up. And later, meet another winner at this year's Top Producer Summit who continues to push ag into new areas. Ag Day is brought to you by Germinator Closing Wheels. Germinator Closing Wheels provide quicker emergence and are more consistent in dry conditions than any other closing wheels. Order 12 to 16 rows today and qualify for free shipping or 20% off an end zone moisture management package. Some mixed closes in both grain and livestock futures trade on Wednesday. Dunrose U.S. Commodities is joining us and soybeans and meal managed to rebound on Wednesday, Don. And has that market just taken enough weather premium out now? Yeah, you know, I think from the top to the bottom, we had a 68 cent break on nearby soybeans. So I think just a relief rally. Uh, we had a lot of selling when we had the rain forecast uh, going wetter in the dry areas of Argentina, southern Brazil. So I think just a, a dead cat bounce is the way we're going to put it right now. No damage technically uh, still in a downtrend market in our mind. So do you think wheat is also putting in like a dead cat bounce here? Was most of this action technical? Well, you know, I think it's short covering. The funds are sitting, you know, big shorts in the uh, wheat, big longs in the other grains. But I think it was just more of a technical bounce. But we are putting a base in on the wheat. It's just that we don't have a catalyst to move higher. Russia keeps selling wheat under the world market. So that's an anchor. And the U.S. is just too small of a supply uh, to really uh, have an influence on stuff. Yeah, and it's too early to be worried about weather. But uh, what about this corn market? Um, corn market kind of failed to follow both soybeans and wheat on Wednesday. So what was the problem there? Did we just hit some chart resistance or what? Yeah, I think so. I mean, in short order, we had a 27 cent break from the bottom to the top. And then we had a 20 cent rally counting the over, overnight high. So we ran into some chart resistance. There's a formation, a head and shoulder formation. We'll see if that holds, but it pulled back again today. So very tough resistance, Michelle, 680.85 on the corn. But you also have to say, what's the downside as the uh, demand underneath the market from the feed people are very, is very strong. And cattle, are we going to keep going here? We are scoring contract highs in the back months anyways. Yeah, you know, contract uh, highs in the back months, you know, again, August forward. So, you know, that bull market's alive and well. And, uh, you know, cyclical bull market's in place. It's just if the demand can hold up, Michelle. All right. Thanks for joining us, Don Rose, with U.S. Commodities. And we'll have more Ag Day coming up. For all your risk management and trading needs, call one of the U.S. Commodities Specialists at 800-247-4071. The Ag Innovation Forum will bring new technology, knowledge, and opportunity to agriculture on February 8th at the downtown Marriott in Kansas City. Register today at agbizkc.com forward slash upcoming dash events. Meteorologist Chuck Heaver joins us with our national ag forecast and uh, looks like some clipper systems are going to be moving yes. in, bringing some snow to The it. northern half of the country is going to just get one snowstorm after another. It's going to be interesting. And then we're going to throw in a storm 
down in Texas to the middle part of the country. All right, before we get to the snow, let's talk about precipitation. Let's talk about the root zone off to the west. You can tell we are definitely moist in the center part of the country around Dodge City. Very, very dry. Those conditions off to the east are normal, so we're in good shape there, but hopefully we'll get some precipitation down here and put a dent into that dry center spot in the country. Below normal on temperatures up to the north and down on the western part of the country and off to the south and east above normal temperatures. That's because the jet stream has most of the Arctic air bottled up to the north, but you'll see the cold air start to intrude off on the west, and that's going to bring some colder air from Canada down to the west coast, but most of the Arctic air stays up to the north, but we will get a series of clipper systems that push through the northern part of the United States. You can see this in association with the storm over the next 10 days, and then some clipper systems will bring this precipitation on the northern part of the United States. So Thursday, here's our future radar. We have this storm that came through the center part of the country that pushes out. Take a look at this. You get storm one clipper system, another clipper system that works its way through another system out to the west and then another system. So it's going to be a train of these storms. Okay, so for today, let's look at Omaha. We're looking at 29 degrees. It's going to get cold up to the north and northern Minnesota, Minneapolis, minus 10 for the temperature tonight. Can you believe that? It's chilly, but overall, the country is still mild for this time of the year. We have Rapid City at 41 degrees for a high temperature tomorrow and a warm spot down to the south in Miami. Yeah, well, actually 73 for Florida. That's not that warm. All right, let's take a look closer to home. Cheyenne, Wyoming, blowing and Windy, yes, we have snow in the area, high 31 degrees, a low of 22. Let's go over to Wheeling, West Virginia, a rain-snow mix, a high of 36 and a low of 25. And Medicine Lodge, Kansas, sunny, high 42, low 26. Coming up, one billionaire's latest ag investment. And later, we head to one very diversified farm and meet its leader who's all about blazing a new trail. Ag Day is brought to you by Golden Harvest. Broad adaptability, high yield potential, solid agronomics, great late season health. The foundations of a successful season start with Golden Harvest Game Changing Corn. Find your hybrid at GameChangingCorn.com. A new Sterling beef profit tracker shows cattle feeder margins were steady while packer margins continue to erode. As of last week, feedlot margins were $59 ahead, but a decline in wholesale beef value sliced $40 per head off packer margins, leaving a profit of $108 per head. Packer margins a year ago were estimated at $554 a head. He's a controversial figure to the ag industry, but now Bill Gates is getting into the cattle feed business. The billionaire announcing he's investing in Ruminate. It's an Australian startup developing a special feed that contains seaweed. Some studies have shown adding seaweed to feed can cut down methane emissions. Ruminate claims its lab trials have shown its feed can reduce emissions by up to 95%. The company is hoping to have small quantities available by the end of the year. For some farmers, this may be the time of year to catch their breath. But for one Ohio producer, it's full steam ahead. See why she's been named a trailblazer in agriculture next.
In the Country on Ag Day is brought to you by Pivot Bio. What if you had the nitrogen you need already on seed? Pivot Bio is the first company to apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need, now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Earlier this week, awards were handed out at this year's Top Producer Summit in Nashville, Tennessee, including the Top Producer of the Year. And we introduced you to the winners yesterday morning, Silent Shade Planting Company of Belzoni, Mississippi. The Jack family is saying it was a great honor to receive the Top Producer Award, joining the company of past winners they've always looked up to. Now, another winner is Marsha Ruff. She's this year's Executive Women in Agriculture Trailblazer Award winner. And as I found out, the days are very full for this self-proclaimed Ohio farm girl. Marsha Ruff considers herself blessed to live and work in agriculture. And from an early age, she knew she would farm. I grew up as a farm girl and I loved it. And I always wanted to be a farm girl. So even though I'm this age, I'm still a farm girl. Today, that farm girl runs Ruff Farms near Circleville, Ohio with her husband, Mark, and three children. The diversified operation includes various ag businesses, beef cattle, and nearly 4,000 crop acres. We raise corn and beans and wheat, main crops around here. So we do that, but the offshoots of that are that we have an ear corn business. We're already raising the corn, but we have this kind of specialty part of it, doing the ear corn. And then we also have a container loading facility to market our beans. They partnered with Farmers Business Network to build and operate that grain handling and container loading facility. In its second year, they're under contract to deliver beans to CHS for a premium. The most recent containers we've loaded, and the ones we'll be loading then from here on out um, this season, likely, will go to Malaysia. But those are also food grade going into the, the human consumption market. In speaking of business innovation, they also do lawn seeding, install drain tile, and have a 50-acre ear corn business that started as an FFA project for eldest son, Matt, until the COVID-19 lockdown. During the pandemic, when everything shut down, people must have been home watching their squirrels, and the sales went through the roof. Instead of 15 boxes a day, he was selling 150 boxes a day. So today, it's a full-time enterprise managed by younger brother Mitchell. Sales are primarily on Amazon with customers across the U.S. Marsha plays an integral role in this and every other aspect of their operation. So I've drilled beans. I've drilled wheat in the middle of the night and following, the, following along as things get harvested and things like that. Um, you know, I'm the shuttle driver for everybody moving pieces. I've delivered the meals to the field. In addition to agriculture, Marsha has another passion, education. My heart is with kids. Every, every job I ever have, you can probably attribute it that I'm teaching. She's been a 4-H advisor for 25 years and a teacher for 27 years. And she uses that role to educate and advocate for agriculture and food production. Do you know the hen is the girl chicken that lays the eggs? Yes, I do. And now you know it too. You know, if I can work in those things. Marcia says as a female producer, she's broken the stereotype about farming with her students. And her message for other females is not to trivialize their role in the operation. You don't have to be the one that's driving the combine to be more than the farm wife. There's so many working parts about what goes on on a farm. And that attitude and spirit is why Marcia Ruff is this year's Executive Women in Agriculture Trailblazer Award winner. 
Tomorrow we'll meet tomorrow's top producer Horizon Award winner. That's all the time we have for this morning from all of us here at the Ag Day team. Have yourself a great day.